Scripture this morning is out of Matthew, chapter 1, verse 18 through 25. Now the birth of Jesus the Messiah took place this way. When his mother Mary had been engaged to Joseph, but before they lived together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. Her husband Joseph, being a righteous man and unwilling to expose her to public disgrace, planned to dismiss her quietly. But just when he had resolved to do this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Look, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph awoke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded. He took her as his wife, but had no marital relations with her until she bore a son, and he named him Jesus. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Well, this is the birth narrative of the gospel according to Matthew. That's it. It's pretty short. Thus, my sermon is pretty short today, too. You know, Merry Christmas. There, there is no pageantry in this gospel for Jesus' birth. It's a handful of verses about Joseph and then just casually dropped in, bloop, oh yeah, Jesus is born. As much as this is Matthew's story of Jesus being born, it's also a story of Joseph. This is just about all we hear of Joseph. He doesn't appear in scripture very many places outside of the birth narrative of the four gospels, or actually only two gospels. As we read in the story, Joseph had quite a decision to make. He is engaged to be married to Mary. It is most likely that Joseph and Mary's engagement was not necessarily one of love, but of, of an arrangement between Joseph and her father. This was not outside the norm for regular marriages of the time. It is also most likely that Joseph was significantly older than Mary, dare I say an old man, maybe at least 35 or 40. I know, what? This couple was engaged but not yet living together, so it was understood that the baby that she was carrying was not conventionally his. Joseph was a righteous man and he knew the laws of Deuteronomy. He knew that what he could do to Mary for humiliating him in such a way. According to the law, Joseph could have had Mary brought to the entrance of her father's house and have the men of town stone her to death. But Joseph wanted to spare Mary of that fate, so he planned to release her of the engagement so she could be with whomever's the child was. Let the young lovers have a shot at happiness. In his own desire to be compassionate toward Mary, Joseph broke the law. The spirit of the law rather than the letter of the law is something that Jesus preached during his ministry. 
Perhaps he learned this lesson from his dad, Joseph. We know that Jesus Christ is the Son of God conceived by the Holy Spirit. He is fully divine in his every existence. When Jesus came to earth to fulfill the promise of the prophets, he came in human form. Because he was fully human as well, he needed to be cared for in a way that all human children need care. Much like the remarriage of a parent, the absent parent is not replaced, but hopefully enhanced. I have a stepfather and a stepmother, but I am still very much the daughter of Mary and Paul. However, Werner and Kathy have embraced my brother and me as their own. He was born at a time when a woman needed a husband in order to survive. A single mother in many other times and places, Mary would have been able to do a fine job on her own, raising Jesus. But in this time and place, if she and her baby were going to stand a chance, she needed to have a husband. And so, as wonderful as my step-parents are, Joseph probably takes the top reward for stepdads. Because we don't know a lot about Joseph, we have a lot of room for speculation. We know he was a carpenter who was from the town of Bethlehem. From what we have read about him, he seems to be a good man with a kind heart who taught his children to stand up for what was right and to work hard. Joseph was given a mighty task by God. He was asked to stick with Mary and raise her child as his own, so much so that Joseph was told to name Jesus, a traditional sign or nod to claiming the baby. A true follower of God hears the word of God and does the work of God. Joseph was such a true follower. It is important to remember that just as Mary was destined to be Jesus' Jesus's mother, Joseph was destined to be Jesus' father. In claiming and naming Jesus, Joseph is adopting the baby into the line of David, which fulfills the prophecies of Scripture. The name of Jesus itself is very meaningful. This time of year, sometimes it's easy to get confused. He shall be called Emmanuel which means God is with us. Not only is it sometimes with an E and sometimes with an I, it's not really a name, but rather a title, much like Messiah or Christ. The name Jesus itself means God saves. So no matter how you look at it, this kid was the one. God saves, God with us, Messiah, the promised one, Christ, the anointed, he was it for sure. Something about Jesus' name that I find fascinating is that in the Hebrew, which was the language of the culture at the time of Jesus' birth, God saves is pronounced Eshwa or Joshua. Because the New Testament was first written in Greek, and in Greek there is no sh sound, Eshwa became Jesus. And then translated into Latin, we find our pronunciation of Jesus. For those of us that know a Joshua, 
it's important that we do not let this information go to their heads. <laughs> the moment Joseph names Jesus, it is a full adoption. And they are earthly father and son, both descendants of David, the line of kings. When we think of the names, all the names of Jesus, all of the titles he holds, we can't help but turn to God. And we are able to recognize the work of Christ around us and see God's presence in our lives. God saves. God is with us. Jesus is God incarnate and shows us exactly who God is. He shows how to live fully into the kingdom of God while we are waiting in the darkness of our own world. Joseph's decision is not the decision a lot of us would make. The drama in these verses of the birth narrative is not too far from what we see on daytime TV like sands through the hourglass. So are the days of our lives. It's my favorite soap opera, by the way. It's just about the only one left, I think, but... Young oh, Young and the Restless is still on, thank God. Okay. My hope and prayer is that none of you know the anguish of an unfaithful partner. And I know that some of us have. It's a feeling that I'm sure Joseph felt. Regardless of how well they may have known each other during their engagement, I'm sure that Joseph held trust in Mary. That as both tender-hearted people, they had a fondness for each other. So to learn that she was expecting a child, his heart probably fell straight to the bottom of his feet, his stomach like a rock in his gut, his mind in a whirlwind of scenarios, trust of everyone from Mary to her parents to his own family and even himself was probably shaken. Even in his pain, he didn't have a heart of revenge or retaliation. He was ready to offer grace to Mary. And once he heard from an angel, he accepted Mary and her child into his family. When we hurt, we often lash out. When the trust we had for someone or something is ripped from us, it is easy to have doubt and hate in our hearts. When we have been hurt, it is easy to allow ourselves to harden, to become callous. Never again will I find myself in that situation. But we have to remember in those times to choose love and peace. Through our fiery emotions, we can choose a path of destruction or we can choose a path of grace. We can choose to cut off communication and refuse to acknowledge the feelings of others, or we can calm our hearts and our minds and allow the lines of communication to stay open, to hear each other and learn from each other. It is imperative as Christians that we choose the graceful path. We can look to Joseph in those moments. His story in the gospel, though not long, reveals a lifetime of lessons. 
It is packed with grace, love, and peace that comes from God. Through Joseph, we can learn the difference of what can be done and what should be done. His sweet son learned that lesson from him, so surely we can too. Amen.